What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to be talking about medical inflation, dealing with that in retirement. And we've done shows in the past about inflation, but this one's going to be particular about medical inflation because the Center for Medicare and Medicaid just released new numbers of how much it's going to cost next year for health insurance premiums. Now, to help me talk about this topic, I'm going to bring in the latest member of Dolphin Financial Group. Chris Koontz, there he is. Chris, thanks for joining me today. As you can see, for the for the viewers, I have a $100 bill burning behind me. That's how I feel about inflation sometimes. And Yeah, I can't uh, smile about that one. No, no. <laughs> uh, you know, we both deal with financial planning, investment advice, helping people in retirement, through retirement, and this is a biggie. This is a big part of retirement. So we're going to talk about it a little bit more today. So I don't know if you heard, but I'm going to put it up on the screen. Just recently, a few days ago, the Center for Medicaid and Medicare announced the costs of Part B. So for those that aren't on Medicare yet, this is what you pay monthly to be part of Medicare. It's not free. Part B is not free. So it used to be $148.50 a month. That just jumped up to $170.10. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that's no joke. I I think it was, I did the show, I'll put it up here, uh, with Tony on inflation and the silent killer. And I said, oh no, it was on the increase in Social Security, and I said, just wait until they announce the Part B premium increase. I said it was going to go from 148 to 160, but I was wrong. I underestimated the government's ability to increase costs. <laughs> I mean, that's like a 15, 16% increase, I think. That's it. Uh, yeah. 14.5% increase in Medicare. And you know, so the government says, hey, we gave you a 5.9% increase in 2022. Why won't they just increase Medicare by 5.9? That seems fair. Um, you know, uh, why are they increasing Medicare more? We're going to get into that. Um, the other thing that increased with Medicare costs and health insurance in retirement, the Part B deductible went up 30 bucks a year. It used to be 203 and now it's 233 which is also a close to a 15% increase. So things are, just, things are matching up here. Income's not going no. up with, uh, with the cost of uh, your medical expenses. No, it's not. Let's look at, I put this as an example. Someone with a $1,500 a month social security check, they'll see a $88.50 increase in their uh, social security cost of living increase. So the COLA, right. hey, that's great, 88 dollars more but then when you factor in the medicare increases that's 5160 so they're really only getting a 37 dollar increase right so right. it's not as exciting and i mean i just think about i just keep going back to that social security number and i know that that social security number is linked to an index as well 
uh, an inflation index. So, hey, that feels like really good news getting a 6% raise on your social security, but that also means along with the cost of your medical expenses going up more, also everything else costs more. And that's why they gave you the raise. That's it. Uh, You're not getting, they're not, Social Security office is not giving out a 5.9% increase for the just for the hell of it. There's a reason behind that, and that's because we're we're having inflation. We're in inflation right now. Right. We 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 know this. Everyone knows this, right? Gas, food, everything's going up. Um so the question housing. Is, right. right? Yeah. Like try buying a house. Just uh everything, really. And it, and it, we have the shipping issue with the ports in California. Yeah. The, 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 the global transit is shutting down. Um, car prices. I mean, it's out of control, right? So people get that. They get that Social Security increase, and it's like, that's eh, not enough. Right. It's not enough. Because like you said, medical is going up. Yeah. All right. So they're coming out ahead on medical, theoretically. But what about everything else? Right. So what is this inflation going to do to us? What is, what is, how is it going to impact us, I guess? Right. And so in the beginning of the year, I did a show on inflation and I, and it was talked about from the government. I think Janet Yellen was saying this is going to be, what do they call it? A temporary type inflation. It's going to be a short term blip. Right. Yet to be seen. Yet mm. to be seen. We don't know. It would be nice if next year we did we we didn't have as much, but if we go back to where we were in the early '80s, where inflation was you know double digits for several years in a row, right? And if I if I'm not mistaken, the six percent marked inflation that they used for the Social Security raise that was before they passed the trillion dollar spending. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) right. Which one? Which one? Like it used to be, oh my goodness, they got a trillion dollar spending bill that we're talking about. What do we do? What do we do? Now it's like, which spending bill is it? Yeah. Yeah. The one from 2020? No, the 2021? No, the one they want for 2022. So, I think people get it. I think people realize inflation is going to go up just because the government's printing money. Right. Um, but let, you know, so I'm not sure I'm not an, an economist, right. um, but I have a feeling if we found two economists, we can get one to say it's here to stay and one to say it's a short term blip. Well, it's right? interesting you say that because my education was my degree is in economics. So I had the opportunity to talk to a lot of economists. It's not the path I pursued. Um, I, I went for something a little more, um, a, applicable to like a, a normal family. But, uh, when you listen to any of my professors, they give conflicting reports on, on is inflation good or bad? Um, and it really depends on a lot of different factors. Um, in some cases, inflation has been great for the markets. Um, for example, in a contracting market, slow inflation can really help drive, um, drive the market up and, and create an opportunity for growth. However, when there's hyperinflation, um, which is, I mean, it's, it seems like a real possibility that we could have a, a rapid, rapid rate of uh, increase in, in, in all prices and all facets of life. 
Um, what tends to happen is it scares corporations for one thing, because they can't pass those costs that they're incurring along fast enough to stay ahead of the, ahead of the ball. They stop hiring. Well, when you stop hiring, that really creates a lot of problems for the average worker on um, the average family. And, and they're, when they start reporting their earnings, you see the market react to this, this, this decline. So a really rapid increase in inflation can really be terrible for the market. Um, but then on the other time, you'll hear somebody else say, oh, no, inflation's good. Interest rates will go up where we need interest rates go up a little bit. It'll be good for, you know, all these different, uh, all these different parts of the market that haven't, have been suppressed for so long. Um, but when you're getting both views, and you don't know what's going to happen in the future, and there's no certainties, especially with something like inflation. Um, it's really important to to sit back and evaluate what what you're trying to accomplish as a as an individual. I think, which is really difficult for people that are on a fixed income. You know, yeah. um, I got the burning money here, but I don't think we're going to be in a spot like. I think it was Zimbabwe or Venezuela or something, uh, South American country or an African country that had such inflation that the money, it was cheaper. It made more sense to actually burn the money for fuel than it did to use it to buy yeah. things, right? Um, so I don't think we're there, but someone that's on fixed income, someone on Medicare, they're seeing this. They're like, oh my goodness, what am I supposed to do? You know, so, but I wanted to talk about this, so we don't really know what type of inflation this is yet, because it's kind of like, well, which direction is the stock market going to go? Well, we don't right. know. We can't, we can't say. And anyone that thinks they know, they could be right. They could be wrong. They could flip a coin, you know? So we're not here to talk about what we think this inflation looks like, but it could look like hyperinflation. It could just slow down and be, that would be great. We don't know, but let's talk about why Medicare in particular is going up because that is more relevant to people yeah. in retirement saying, well, what's going on here? Like, okay, I get the gas prices and I get that a, a car is going to be more expensive because the ch lack of chips that they're right. in the cars now, computer chips. So, but what's up with this Medicare prices going up, you know? So I looked at the press release and you saw that too from yeah. CMS, Center for Medicare and Medicaid, and they gave three reasons why they decided to increase the so dramatically, 15% or so is, is pretty high. And the first was that it's just general increase in, in costs. Costs, yeah, stuff, which makes right? sense. I mean, that, right. that you can kind of anticipate that when even, and in, in our certain circumstances, the second one I think was, uh, well, just last year and them trying to keep the costs down artificially because of COVID and they're concerned right. with everybody being able to pay their premiums given, you know, they're shutting shutting everything down so yeah congress congress kept it like three dollar increase last year right. in 2020 so they're like you know that didn't help keep us keep up with costs right um so but I, I guess people might get that i'm not gonna blame it on covid though everything gets blamed on covid but right. what That's i found true. was that that last bullet they said i thought that was an interesting one scary yeah they talked yeah. about covering an Alzheimer's drug? Yeah, they they it so Center for Medicare and Medicaid alluded to the the reasoning behind this major increase was because they're in exploratory well, I don't know, exploratory is the word. It, they they're thinking about adding 
some Alzheimer's drugs to the mix of Medicare covered treatments. Hmm. And they're not saying, and they make a very strong point in it. Let me just, I'm going to read it because they say, um, this process is still underway. There's still uncertainty regarding coverage and use of, of drugs in 2022. And so our projection in no way implies what the coverage determination what will be. But what they're trying to do is plan for the addition of Alzheimer's drugs to the Medicare mix through the prescription drug pro- program. Right. And when, when you mentioned that and sent me the article, I went ahead and looked at um, those afflicted with Alzheimer's, because I, I, I understand it's it's becoming more and more prevalent in the United States as people are living longer and longer. And it's scary to think Medicare starts at 65. And uh, the number of Americans affected with Alzheimer's over the age of 65 is one in nine. It's like a little over 11%. So just imagine they're considering coverage an additional drug coverage for 11% of the population paying premiums and receiving benefits. That's uh, that's no small, no small impact. No, that's a huge impact. So, you know, say 10% or 11%. If you have a loved one experiencing any sort of symptoms of Alzheimer's dementia, and Medicare says this drug's going to be covered, you're going to have that person take it or you're going right. to take it. So it'll be, it won't be one of these, well, here's a drug and, you know, maybe you take it, you know, maybe you don't. At people that know this disease and have seen it, there's no, it's not, it's terrible. It's, it's horrible. So I think people will grasp any sort of drug that's approved right. and covered by Medicare. So it'll be an instantaneous, huge expense, depending on how Medicare covers it. So I think they're trying to anticipate that, which really sounds like a terrible job too. I wouldn't right. want to be the one trying to anticipate that. That's that's worse than trying to pick what the stock market's going to do, I think. Is, I mean, from uh, my heart, you want them to be able to cover that and cover that from, from, from a perspective of financial planning, that's a, that's a whopper of an, an impact. I mean, we're already looking at a 15% increase this year. And then you add something like that and the continued rise of medical costs, the continued impact of all the other inflation that's taking place. Um, and it's, it's like, how do you plan for that as, as an individual? You know, it's, man, I can't imagine like you're saying, being the one that has to budget for that on a, on a, on a government level. Uh, but just taking right. it down to a microeconomic level from a to household level, how, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you continue to maintain your standard of living, maintain where you're at? You don't want to be any higher or lower on the horse, but everything's getting more expensive. Yeah. And, costs and, it, included. and it's not like, well, maybe, maybe I won't get that new car. You know, maybe I'll wait a year and see what happens when it comes to something like this it's available. I'm taking it. Right. I mean, there's no delay. This is a terrible disease. So I don't envy them, but that is, I, I, so I'm not not defending CMS for their increase, which is significant, but at the same time I get it. And it's just unfortunate. It's, I think people are just going to have to deal with it. So, so let's, let's transition over to dealing with this. So right from a financial standpoint, like what is the impact of this 
on savings, on investments. And in particular, people that are on Medicare typically are retired. So they don't necessarily have that income coming in. And the income they do have coming in is increasing not enough. So you have your savings in the bank. And let's be real. We've done shows on how miserable the savings rates are. Not the savings rates, the interest rates that are offered on savings, CDs, fixed annuities. If you're getting 3%, that's pretty darn good. But, you know, give me a bank giving me 3% on a CD. I'm pretty excited about it, relatively speaking. But when you compare that to inflation, you're actually losing money in real terms. Because inflation 6%, even even that's low. Let's say inflation's 10%. You're theoretically losing 7% buying power by keeping it in a 3% CD. Right. But what's the flip side? Investing in the stock market? How does inflation impact the stock market? Do we know? We right? know. We know. I think investments, however, have proven to be pretty solid. And, and when I say investment, stocks. Investing in stocks has proven to be a pretty solid means of combating inflation. But you have to balance it between your need for safety and your concern, your risk tolerance, and wanting to invest for the future. And I think this is a very tricky tightrope that people have to walk because there's no saying we, we're at all-time highs right now in the stock market. Who's to say a year from now we're going to be there or lower well, or higher? And further, you know, the stock market has always been a good a good place to, to see growth um, that, that combats that inflation. I mean, especially when compared to a CD or a savings account. Like, you have to take some risk to, to, to keep up with the, the rising costs. However, there's also a question of w- w- which stocks, which, which, how should this investment plan look? Um, because with inflation, one interesting thing, a study that I, I was recently kind of reading through, it talks about, well, you know, what, what most retirees are attracted to, which is dividend paying yield driven stocks actually perform worse in an inflation market. You got to find the value stocks in, in, in an inflation market. Growth is kind of mixed signals, but it, it really, it matters what choices you're making, not just as far as, oh, I'm in the market, so I'm good to go. Um, it matters because there's a lot, of, a lot of places that underperform when there's inflation. And then there's places that are great, great hedges against inflation. And you know, it's sitting down and, and talking to somebody who who's interested in that, pays attention to that, and also f- further pays attention to, you know, what what are, what are you trying to accomplish besides just trying to hedge against inflation? Right, and what, what's the timing of it? What's what's what percentage goes here? What percentage goes there? And then, all right, we're gonna take twenty percent and throw it in the market. What does that mean? growth stocks, value, dividends. There's a lot that goes to it. But I think in general, people get this, I get nervous when I'm older, so I'm going to have less in stocks. I think what should happen is quite the opposite. As you get older, you probably should have a higher percentage in stocks 
because your income is set and you need that other growth and you're spending that CD money, you're spending right. that safe money. And as a percentage, the money that's in the market is going up, which right. is counterintuitive. So I, I think uh, inflation is real. I think medical inflation is the worst because it's one of those things that you're, you're not going to forego. Yeah, right. It's and, and, okay. Steak is more expensive. I'm going to switch to chicken. Okay. I'm going to become Guess vegetarian. Right? I'm going to drive a little less. I'm yeah. going to drive less, but medical expenses are going up. What are you going to do? Not go to the doctor, which some not people do, you know, not get <laughs> sick like it. Right. So I, I think it's, it's pretty bad to have medical yeah. inflation, but I think people need risk. Like you said, you need some level of risk to combat inflation. Right. What amount? We can't say. We can't say. And as fiduciaries, you and I are both required to act in people's best interest. We can't just throw a blanket statement of buy stocks, buy growth stocks. That's the way to go. We no. just don't know. Maybe you can get away with no risk. Maybe you have enough. Maybe not. Maybe you need to take on more. We don't know. So that's something that people need to think about. When you're thinking about medical inflation, you know, you got to roll with the punches because there's no way to stop it. Right. Um, unless as a country we stop it, but as an individual, your, your main goal should be to protect yourself, figure out how you should allocate your resources to combat it. So, yeah, I agree. Well, thanks for a good show. I'm going to, um, you're going to be on a lot more now. The listeners, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, I'm going to, you haven't seen this yet. Well, actually you were on a previous show we've done in the past. I'll put that up there for people. That was an intro to you. Uh, how yeah. to uh, deal with getting advice from banks or big brokerage yes. houses. Yeah, so that's, that's a good one to watch, but thanks for a good show. I hope everyone enjoyed it and have a good day, everybody. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphi Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.